0: Hello and welcome to this special edition of Football Unclassified. I'm Haig Crutcherson. Tonight's guest is none other than Mr. Smith and Wesson himself, Pistol. May I call you Pistol? Uh, sh- what are we doing, Cheeso? I have actually... Tonight, I would like to address the latest allegation reported by the media that you have been out of multiple trades for weeks. I understand you're now claiming that you have trades remaining. What do you say to those rumours? I- I have a trade remaining. What do you say to the rumours that you have an inside source at Virtual Sports providing you with additional trades? I deny uh, all allegations. Are you aware of any current dealings that have been granted you more <laughs> than to predetermined 30 trades given to every other coach at the start of the year? Um, I cannot confirm or deny that comment. Did you do this because you couldn't deal with the pressure of another Chizo chase down? Um I'm a thousand points ahead so I don't think it would matter now Pistol I do have to uh, say there are some growing concerns from the community that you've been providing false information regarding your trade situation on recent podcasts no I have a trade are you deliberately dodging my questions Mr Pistol no I'm I'm, I'm sauce did you collude
1: to get unlimited trades this season <laughs> cool. I'm actually playing AFL fantasy and thinking it's been super but you don't the deny year. about doing it in previous seasons oh I mean I ran out of previous seasons in like
0: round 8 <laughs> OK folks, that's all we have time for. Thank you to my special guest pistol for his time. I uh, will try that? and twist these words as well as I can, and we will see you next week. Wow) Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Chizo and uh, Pistol, you're feeling a little bit violated right now, mate. I didn't tell you at all that that was coming and uh, were you happy with your answers?
1: No, what is happening, Chezo? I literally have no idea what you were doing at all. I'm still confused about. It. I'm still playing back what you were saying because
0: I had no time to think of what was going on at all. I'm so confused. Well, that was the whole point. I didn't want to give you enough time to formulate some fake answer about having extra trades when we all know you have none.
1: I still have what is this part of the interview still? <laughs> Are we still going with
0: this? What this is, is the, happening? This is interviewception, mate.
1: I'm just alright, I still have a trade, Cheezo Okay, and uh, you're going to
0: be using it this week? Maybe, we'll see, Ah, it depends on how my bench players, my fully fit bench players go Yes, it is nice to have bench players this year, Pistol, especially uh, when you have no trades Which I'm pretty sure that you do, you have run out (laughs) uh, Does that mean that we should see some uh, donations coming into the Cancer Council soon, my friend? If I do indeed use my <laughs> trade, then yes. But, Chizo, oh, it's nice that I have my
1: bench players on my bench rather than um, on the field, as is the case with your team. Yeah,
0: well, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> obviously, we're getting very close to the $2,000 mark with your donations after this week. Are you uh, just purposely going to use this trade to make sure you've got enough time to get us over the two, 2K mark there, Pistol, putting in the 10 bucks a week?
1: Oh, Chizo, I think there's a, a couple of Higgins taxes to come as well,
0: so... <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Hopefully four or five in a row from JB. Uh, exactly right. Just, just to see uh, Higgins tank, that would be absolutely hilarious. Hey, mate, uh, obviously the big news uh, for you is Toby McLean signed a three-year deal, uh, but not as long as the six-year deal he signed with your draft team uh, this afternoon. Not six
1: years. He's on a, a life contract, actually. So, <laughs> um, yeah, good luck trying to wrench that one you know, out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah, but I don't I think don't he's going to... <laughs> <dead. All laughs> <laughs> about. I'm just completely like... Yeah, the beginning of this intro is totally just throwing me, but all right. Let's jump into the actual teams, I think, Cheeso. That's probably
0: a, a wise idea. I, I think that uh, that's quite wise. We've got a couple uh, um, players that we do need to talk about, mainly Sicily and Webster, but we'll go uh, into more depth in a moment. Uh, we'll cover the first game that does involve uh, Jimmy Webster, the Saints versus the Tigers Friday night at Etihad Stadium. Josh Battle comes in after fracturing, uh, recovering from his fractured jaw, as does Seb Ross. Outdoes Jimmy Webster with that groin and Jack Loney. On the Tiger side of things, we have Nathan Broad, Connor Menadue, uh, Camden McIntosh coming in for Basha Hawley, shy Bolton and Corey Ellis. Uh, are you suffering from a, uh, a Jimmy Webster injury this week, Pistol? Oh, you know I am, Chief. I'm <laughs> suffering from every injury. <laughs> uh, we don't currently have enough information on the results from his scan to make too much of a recommendation at at this stage. Would you agree? Yeah, I've got Rice, and if you've got cover, I'd be playing
1: this week because we we don't know if it's going to be a one-week or a two-week out for the season. Um, In that case, you you can't really trade, especially when we just saw what happened with Sicily, how he's been ruled out effectively for the rest of the season. Um, You'd rather spend a trade on someone like that than someone like Jimmy Webster.
0: Yeah and obviously with uh Sicily we'll touch um a little bit later on he is a significant injury that um we we do need to uh, to move on. But with Webster's groin, um, it seems to be a little bit of a reoccurrence from what we had before. We're hearing that he was taking off pre- for precautions, but the fact that he hasn't trained fully, he's not in this week, does make us a little bit worried about um, the potential f- to bring him in, um, to keep him in your side for the remainder of the year. So um, kind of check this space a little bit later on, Pistol. I think that's pretty much all we can uh, touch on. Uh, take us through the next game, Collingwood and North Melbourne.
1: You, you did this on purpose, right? Because you know I can't say the ins. Yes. So I'm, I'm banned. So um, in comes Sam Murray, as well as a very tall human being. Out comes <laughs> Ben Crocker and uh, Josh Dakos, And no change for the North Melbourne side,
0: Cheezo. Yeah, so uh, North are pretty happy with how they've all structured up. It's, it's interesting that we're seeing the likes of, um, say, maybe a, a Brisbane and a North that you know, even though they're they're not quite at the top of the ladder, but they're feeling like they're getting the right system involved, they're getting the right players. They're not chopping and changing every week, which is good to see. And once you get some continuity in your players, that's when you do start to win a lot of games um, and and perform to your best potential as a team. So it's good to see that these kind of players are, um, uh, you know, uh, North Melbourne are sticking with their guns. I do want to touch on uh, one player this uh, from this game, Jack Chris here, Pistol. You're a big fan of his. <laughs> I'm a big
1: fan of Chris, but he's... Since round 8, it's pretty much his low score is 92, so he's just been dominant, especially as a defender um, when it's so rare to have these big scores. I guess in this season it's not been that rare because there's just a couple of defenders that have gone massive. Um, but certainly with all these defensive injuries, if you don't have Jack Crisp as well, he'd be somebody that I would highly recommend. Chizzo, I did notice, obviously, uh, Brody check last week played kind of forwards and a bit in the ruck, which may have boosted his scoring. However, if you're relying on him this week, um, it looks most likely that he's going to be playing down back instead, in which case his scoring potential might be severely limited.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You know, playing as a lockdown defender, you might uh, you don't get the the opportunities that he has had in previous week, particularly in the forward line with their fast-flowing game. Uh, the introduction of Sam Murray, does that impact Jack Crisp at all? It's hard to say. I think Crisp has been playing, I guess...
1: He's got a lot of freedom to run up the grounds and play through a bit in the middle, even though uh, Pies lost last week. He was still playing that same role, and um, we didn't play more defensive, even in a, I guess, losing match style. Um, I don't see why his role would change uh, anytime soon, and I think that is pretty much just a safe pick.
0: Uh, for the rest of the season. Okay, fantastic. We'll jump into the next game. Absolute blockbuster at the SCG, Sydney Swans and Gold Coast Suns. Stewie Jews pulled the pin. He knows that Tommy Lynch is out of here and he's uh, probably one of the only times you see in uh, the modern-day football pistol someone actually comes out and tells an honest opinion that, you know, usually every other... Uh, media personnel or anything like that will say, Oh, no, he's definitely signing for 25 years, don't worry about it, that kind of thing. Uh, he's come out this week and said, You know, that it's looking a little bleak, probably that he's going to be moving on. It's, uh, I find it a little bit refreshing that that happens.
1: I also do, So I mean, obviously, I understand if you are the coach and someone says, Oh, you know, I'm not going to be here next season, you don't want to play him and you want to get the kids. Obviously, Lynch is out for the season anyway, so that mattered less. And you'd like to think that in the future, players could be that honest, but it's just not realistic. And I
0: don't think that's going to be something that will ever be part of our game. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the ins now. Darcy Cameron coming in. Uh, for all those players that have had him since the preseason, uh, you've finally got an R3. Hopefully, he doesn't have to come on for <laughs> Nick Nat. Imagine that. Imagine him coming on for Nick Nat for summer with no trades this week. What a blessing uh, for those people. Uh, Daniel Robinson being omitted, who's usually there... Um, uh, kind of utility, so not a real like for like there. On the Suns side of things, we've got Jacob Heron, KK, and Jesse Lonergan. Um, and out goes David Swallow, Josh Schoenfeld, and Jack Martin. Uh, not a very interesting game here. Pistol, I don't even think I'll be tuning into this one, even though it's probably <laughs> going to be the only ones on TV for me this week.
1: Oh, look, uh, Suns have pretty much conceded when they're resting Swallow as well. And, you know, Jack Martin is injured. Um, It is nice to see Colin O'Riordan getting his second match um, after his great debut last week and scoring 85. So one to watch or jump on uh, maybe early. It's a bit hard to tell. I was higher up in the week when McVeigh was looking like missing... until finals but now is already back on the track i know that man is just a freak so who knows when he'll be healthy um chisel as well jpk was named obviously you'd think there's some sort of late out concern but i really think he'll play so i'm not too worried but maybe that's just me um
0: hoping because i just can't deal with another injury at this point in time (laughs) well it was back spasms wasn't it it wasn't an impact injury to his back Correct. Yeah, so, so a, it's fine. a back spasm um, can be caused by a lot of reasons, particularly um, it, it's usually from a muscular origin. So as long as you've got the right people in there, you're getting that massage oil in and working it out, getting the knots out and freeing yourself up. Yes, he's getting on in age a little bit, but you shouldn't see that be a reoccurrence unless he has an underlying physical condition that's causing uh, the back spasms like um, facet joint degeneration or something like that, but he's too young for that. So I'm pretty confident that he won't be missing out this week. Um, So that's all right, mate. That's all right. I bring a little bit of uh, intelligence to 200 IQ information in every now and then. Um, And uh, I'd just like to touch on this because we haven't really... um, had the chance to, uh, you know, you and I mentioned um, on a Thursday podcast the how Isaac Heaney was impacted by the fact that JPK was out. He uh, attended, I think it was like 20 centre bounces uh, post that point and it was more than any other Swans player. It's clear to see that, you know, he's a midfielder now and that's where, the, uh, you know, the Swans are hopefully going to be playing him for the future.
1: Well, if JPK is laid out, they'll have a, a hot tip. You could do a lot worse than making uh, Heaney your vice-captain. Um, I think he's got potential to go absolutely massive, um, especially if JPK's up. But yeah, certainly, even if he is playing, it's kind of a more risky VC, but certainly one that could pay off.
0: Are we worried about uh, you know Colin O'Rordan in the Swans side, considering Heath Grundy and uh, you know the likes of McVeigh coming back in in future weeks potentially before finals? There might have been a few coaches that were desperately looking for a rookie. If you are one of those, is that something we need to worry about, Pistol?
1: It's something to worry about, but at the same time, I'll ask which other rookie are you going to get because they're just not playing. And if they are playing, none of them have great job security. That's why they haven't been in the teams the entire season. So um, it's just one of those things, Chizo, where you take the one that you think will be the best and just pray that they last for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: All right, take us through the next game, the Dons and the Dockers. Uh, another massive game at Etihad Stadium um, Orazio Fantasia is in along with David Zaharakis I didn't know whether to go full BT or not BT on that <laughs> one so I kind of stifled it a little bit uh, Connor McKenna is out as is Jake Long, Long. on the Fremantle side we've got Dooman comes in as well as Tucker and it goes Nyhais <laughs> with a suspension and Hill is out injured um, Chizo, are you going to get up in this one?
0: Uh, I'm going to hope so. I'd just like to point out that I made a solid joke in the week uh, during the week that Nye House was in the doghouse and literally got no response from you. I, I'm still just I'm still salty uh, about, do about how, that, Pistol. I'm still do you salty. you hear how I
1: respond? How I just pronounced
0: his name? I probably didn't get it at the time. I just completely butchered it. <laughs> no, that's all right, mate. We appreciate that you try. Uh, <laughs> uh, my boy Darcy Parrish playing his fiftieth game. Uh, what an absolute star he is. I, I liked the uh, pronunciation uh, of Aratio. There's uh, uh, another Z, uh, another T in there somewhere in his first name, which is uh, interesting <laughs> pistol. I, I do like that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. This is going to be a, a fantastic game. The next player that I want to touch on with this one is Luke Ryan. Uh, I, I, we'll touch on him a little bit more in trade trading options but um, this is only one of two games before the end of the season that he plays away from home so he could be potentially a good uh, replacement option for someone in the backline particularly if you're strapped with cash so we'll touch uh, on a few stats of his particularly uh, with his home games a little bit later on their pistol um, that pretty much uh, there's not much uh, to talk about this one obviously Dev Smith has been a good option maybe if you have um, you're short on cash and you've got Sicily in the uh, the forward line? He, he could be like a a, a backup if you can't get one of the, Jeez, the big guns. Are we,
1: are we doing options or are we? Yeah, no, yet, no I, I,
0: I'm just uh, I'm just touching uh, on my players because I love uh, I, I love the dons. Players. Yeah, you know that's what I do. All right, (laughs) Uh, we'll jump into the next game. You're lucky you're not here, I might touch you. Uh, The Geelong Cats and Melbourne, Lockie Henderson and Jordan Kunico coming in for Sam Simpson and Wiley Buzzer. On the Melbourne side of things, Dom Tyson and Joel Smith coming in for an injured Mitch Hannon and Michael Hibbard. Hibbard, we also don't have any information on his quad, whether it's a a, a full tear or just um, just like a minor injury pistol. So um, I think... For though I do know I have had some DMs this week on Twitter. What to do with Michael Hibbert? If you also have Jimmy Webster and and Cicely. Uh at all costs, I'd just be getting rid of the uh, rid of the bloke. <laughs> well,
1: Sicily's probably your first uh, choice, given we know he's out for the rest of the season. But yeah, when you've got Hibbert and you have Webster, Hibbert's pretty much scoring like a, a rookie at this stage.
0: So can't really do worse <laughs> if you're going to trade him out. Yeah. Uh, what about his uh, teammate? If we uh, we uh, are going to touch on an option here, <laughs> Pistol uh, Brayshaw. All right, structure gone straight out the window. Yep, there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brayshaw. No, well, it's actually
1: so so Brayshaw um, um, has been playing obviously in the in the midfield lately, and with Viney out for four more weeks, uh, you'd think that Brayshaw is going to stay inside the midfield as well. And although Melbourne have a really tough draw, I think that won't affect him that much especially because he's someone that's just like an accumulator Um, he gets so much of the ball that it might affect his teammates more than him so I do think he's still going to be a really strong option going forwards Um, it's just he might be a little under the radar because Melbourne's fixtures are completely horrible and everyone's saying you know don't get Melbourne players don't get Melbourne players but I do believe that he could be a really good option and you've got a a nickname that you,
0: you call him in the group chat do I is this an, am I getting thrown under the bus here? <laughs> uh, Well, you're talking about his disposal efficiency and saying that uh, he's a bit of a butcher of the football and you made the, the mental leap of Angus the Butcher.
1: Well... This is one of those times where I didn't realise the pun until after you pointed <laughs> it out. So I've done that a couple times this
0: this season, but that is actually very, that's very clever, <laughs> he, it's also He's also well playing done. his 50th game, so uh, hopefully there's a milestone ton for him coming up. We'll jump into uh, the next game here, Pistol. The Lions and the Crows. No change on the Lions side. On the Crows, we've got Daniel Talia and Mitch McGovern coming in for Kyle Hardigan and Taylor Walker, who's out with suspension. We should probably uh, talk about Nick Nat uh, replacements at some point uh, during the podcast, but uh, Steph Martin's been
1: uh, going pretty well lately. No, he has been going well. If you can check out the podcast on Monday, I think it, we went through the rucks a bit more uh, in depth, and none of that has really changed throughout the week. Whereas, I guess, with the Sicily news and possibly Webster news as well, and if anything's going to come out, tomorrow, but we might touch on that the forwards and backs more than the rucks. I think they're cheesy
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to talk about in this game. It is at the G um, where the Lions have been playing well. They're coming off three straight wins, but um, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make it four from four against the Crows. I think they're starting to uh, hit a little bit of form, and they're probably... Uh, just getting a, a little bit tired towards the end of the season, those young young boys at the uh, Lions. But be interesting to see. It should be a good game. We'll jump into uh, Carlton Cartland- Hawthorne. At the G, Chizo. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the Gabba. G for Gabba. For, <laughs> G, for, G for Gabba. <laughs> G for Gabba. Yeah. All right, the other G. Yeah, you okay, know, this, it, it the... certainly confuses me. Take us through <laughs> the next one, mate. Um, we've got quite a few
1: changes, but obviously it's a Sunday squad, so there'll be extended benches. But we've got Wiedering coming in for, for Carlton, as we do with Caswalt, Graham, Leboys, Lob. And Matthew Wright. Out goes Cruiser, who's managed, and Jed Lamb, who got suspended. Um, On the Hawthorne side, we've got Brand, Schoenmakers, Warple, Pidney, Glass, and O'Rourke. And out goes uh, Tim O'Brien and Sicily with that injury. And um, Cheeso, now, do you think that Gunston, he has been named on the halfback line? Obviously, you'd think filling in for Sicily, and Schoenmakers has been named on the field as half forward. Is that, because obviously where their names doesn't mean they're going to be playing there, but will Gunston play as
0: a defender for the rest of the year? Well, for the rest of the year is a tough ask because you can't really get in the mind of Al Clarkson because he's very ingenious and uh, thinks ahead of the pack. So being, being able to predict what's going to happen for the remainder of the season is a little bit difficult. I think the initial thought from everyone is that Gunston has been spending some time down back here and there. It would make sense that without Sicily there, he's the obvious... Replacement because he does have a little bit of intercepting skills. He's got a good mark, and he, he is able to transition the ball out of the back 50. So uh, it's not, uh, not a bad idea to um, consider him to be doing that. The fact that he's been named there only strengthens the thought that that will happen. Um, I think the point being that he's a considerably better better at the other end of the ground than Makers is. I think I'd rather Makers hiding in the forward line than trying to man up someone in the back line. At, yep. ag- against Carlton, it's not really going to hurt you. Uh, but against one of the bigger sides, you really want to uh, you know, have this... They, they get a free hit this week, I think, Pistol is the, the way to put it, because... They get to try out a few things because against Carlton, you really should expect that Hawks get the uh, the the bickies there, regardless of what happens. So I see it as a, a as a bit of a free hit in that situation. But uh, it's it's interesting that they finally bring in Harry McKay or Harry McKay and they play him in the uh, the ruck. He can't get a game as a, as a uh, forward.
1: <laughs> it's just one of those things, too. So I know you said that this game is going to be uh, over before you know it, but. I think we did think that about Brisbane um, last week down in Tassie. So who knows how this game will go, but certainly I do agree that I think uh, Gunston will be playing as a defender in this game and uh, personal belief is for probably the rest of the season –
0: Cheezo, how about you take us through the uh, West Coast Eagles versus Western Bulldogs game? Absolutely. Dom Sheed, Nathan Vardy, Jackson Nelson, Tom Barass, and Brandon Archie on the ins. Out is Nick Nat, obviously, with that ACL tear. On the dog side of things, Hayden Crozier comes back in, Tom Boyd, Fletcher Roberts, and Fergus Green potentially in for his first game, even though he's named on extended benches. Um, This one is going to be an interesting one here, Pistol, because uh, I still am finding it difficult to get a proper read on the Eagles because they lose to uh, some teams you expect them to, to beat they win but then they win away from home against Collingwood at the MCG which seem undefeatable there at the moment it's it, I can't get a proper read on the Eagles they're uh, just too confusing for me
1: yeah it's it's one of those things but we'll see how Nick Nat um, affects them in this match I mean. <laughs> Ironically, this is probably the best team to play when you don't have a Ruckman, just because Bulldogs don't really have a Ruckman themselves. But um, long term, it will be interesting to see how good West Coast are when they don't have that presence of Nick Nat in the
0: side. Do you think the fact that Nick Nat isn't there is that, well, I think it is obviously going to affect the likes of Shuey, Gaff and Yo as those midfielders. How much do you think that is going to impact them? And which one do you think will be impacted more? Oh, that's a massively hard question. Um, look, Lycett's
1: not incapable as well. So I don't think it's going to be like a drastic change, but it, it still will have an obvious an obviously large effect. And it also might affect um, Jack Darling because at the beginning of the season, um, Darling was pretty much Wayne Carey-like. I think he was averaging 110 supercoach points before he got injured as well. And obviously now instead of being third tall, he's back to being the second tall. So um, it might have the largest effect on Jack Darling out of any player in the West Coast side.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, Look, I'll agree with that. I think the one thing that I would um, probably take away from that is that the likes of Shuey and Gaff shouldn't be um, sorry Shui and Yo might not be as affected as Gaff because they are more inside players so they are you know whoever the Ruckman is they're still going to be getting the grunt ball without the hitouts to advantage and being shoveled out you might see Andrew Gaff get let ball, less ball but I've said that three times this year and been proven wrong pistol. so <laughs> um, he's just in incredible form he's doing a dusty from last year when you're up for a big contract you're just playing out of your skin so um, I think you're right I think the fact that they're playing playing the the Bulldogs does mitigate um, the loss of Nick Nat, but we might see it hurt them in future weeks against the bigger sides. Uh, Brad Lynch named last on the extended bench pistol. There are a few teams that are still rocking him at D7, potentially hoping that he might come onto the field for one of their backline troubles. What are your thoughts on Brad Lynch? I mean, you can't really drop him with the form he's in, can
1: you? I mean, Crozier was in amazing form and he'll play. And then you've got to drop somebody else, but I don't think that person's going to be Brad Lynch. Um, It's going to be interesting, though. We'll we'll wait and see on that one, Jesus. I don't feel strongly... uh... Don't feel too strongly about him being dropped, but stranger things have happened.
0: It would be harsh to drop him. I did see on Twitter, I, I apologise, I can't remember who exactly sent me um, the copy of the tweet, uh, but he's had more disposals than every other Brownlow medalist since the year 2000, bar Dusty Martin, in his first uh, first two or three games or whatever it is. So um, he, uh, he can find the ball pistols. so let's hope that he does stick around for those that um, uh, like some of the uh, Twitter DMs that I have um, coming in with Sicily, Webster um, and, and Hibbert out. So uh, with obviously with only two trades, he's hoping that Brad Lynch is going to come onto the field. Cover the, uh, the last game of the round here, mate. The Giants and Port Adelaide, which I think is probably the game of the round. I'd say is definitely game of the rounds. I'm looking forward to watching this one. Um, on
1: the Port Adelaide side, we've got Pittard coming in. Uh, Kane Farrell, or Farrell, I'm not sure how to pronounce any of these names. Aidan Johnson, <laughs> Jack Shrink, <laughs> Jaden Charid, not Jaden, uh Linet. jeez, they, these are tough, tough names to You're cooked, to, mate. To I think, I think you're just cooked. It's just, it's a late night so far, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. Uh, Ryder is out with that hip flexor injury. On the Giants side, we've got Aiden Boner, Lockie Keith, <laughs> Matt Buntine, Brett Toledo, and Daniel Lloyd. And out goes Ryan Griffin with that injury. Cheeso, um,
0: <laughs> Toby Green, he's back. Is he an option? Um, I don't think you can really consider him at this stage, can you? Like, have we not learned our lesson from Toby? Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't have anything to say to that. I obviously got sucked into Toby at the beginning of the year, and sure, he can score well. He can also score poorly, and he can also get injured, and if they don't make finals, are they resting him? There's so many unknowns, and do you really want to take such a big risk at this time of the year? I'm not sure you do, Cheezo.
0: He's pretty much Max Price as well. Like, It's not like he's dropped... $200,000 and he's a cheap option. So um, I wouldn't be touching him. Uh, We should probably apologise to Aiden Bonner's family as well. We didn't mean to call you uh, um, an appendage. Uh, But yes, uh, I definitely agree with that. I don't think that Toby Green is an option at this stage. Uh, neither is offering Jared Polek 700k a year But uh, that's not for us to say um, Named with Robbie, uh, sorry, Tom Rockliffe in the forward uh, forward pocket there uh, Pistol, that's doing my uh, my fife bench wonders <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter where they're named
1: cheeser, It just matters where they're, they're going to play And obviously as well, we've got the likes of uh, Robbie Gray Who have been named uh, It's just, you know, wondering if he'll actually get out there on game day
0: well, we are a little bit worried about uh, kind of like a delayed concussion. We've seen that a number of times this year. Um, potentially, if you've got Sicily in the Ford liner, might be erring with a side of caution not to go towards Robbie Gray, but uh, only time will tell. Mate, we might as well uh, wrap up the teams. We've now touched on that. Let's focus on the actual trades that we do want to talk about this week. We'll start uh, with Sicily or Webster. Let's just say they're in the back line. Uh, we can touch on forward line issues uh, for Sicily in a moment, but in the back line, if you're trading them out, there's some, there's an obvious four or five in like the the highest tier that if you don't have one of them, you go and get them. Isn't that that right?
1: Yeah. That's that's exactly right. I mean, Simo, Yo, Laird, um, and Lloyd are just averaging so much more than any other player that if you don't have one of them, you pretty much just have to get them um, at this stage. And I we, we disagree. We've talked about it before the podcast. I will add Crisp in there uh, purely because if you look at his last ten matches, so um, yeah, <laughs> his last ten matches have been so good, Cheese. I don't know how you can disagree with me. Um, he's low score of ninety two. In the last 10 matches is insane and that includes five games above 110 as well he's averaging um, around the 108 109 mark as a defender in the last 10 matches so for me he's up in that top echelon of defensive options but who else do you have with him as uh, trading options in we'll call it your, your tier two
0: yeah, it, it towards the tier two. I mean, there's an obvious chasm between the highest and the uh, you know the next level of players um, in there. I think the one for me that you're referring to uh, is Luke Ryan, and the reason that he jumps off the page for me. Yeah, I know he's kind of like a, a run of the mill, you know, mid 90s average. But the thing for Luke Ryan is that he's got four of the next um, six games uh, or four of the next five are at Optus Stadium. So uh, he's going to be playing a lot of home games and... So far this season, he's averaging 106.3 at home, which is ridiculous um, for the likes of Luke Ryan going uh, you know underappreciated. He's only in 6% of teams. That's gone up since yesterday, uh, or the day before when I was keeping an eye on him. He was only uh, 5% of teams. Um, his three-round and five-round averages do put you off a little bit, Pistol. We were worried a few weeks ago that he is slowing down, but the fact that he's getting uh, you know a month's worth of home games in a row um, is Really appealing to me, and if you strap for cash, four hundred and forty-one thousand four hundred dollars, I think Luke Ryan is a really sneaky, uh, particularly a POD option.
1: Yeah, that's a great pickup, Jay. So I mean, he's only actually turned up once outside of his home ground, so he's he's turned up six of nine games. Um, at home which is insane and besides he has one very poor score of 53 there the next lowest is 85 then a 92 and then all really big tons as well obviously he's got a ceiling where he can hit 140 he's hit a 136 this year a 125 like these are very good scores for a defender so um, I certainly think that he is a much better option than someone like Hurley which a lot of people are considering um, for a very similar price and uh, I think we Are we skipping uh, Brayshaw? Because we already spoke about him But I again feel like Brayshaw is another really strong option Um, As well as uh, Jaden Short Who has close to a 10 round average of about 95 as well So um, he's another option that's probably Not being considered enough for his potential output
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And he's going to be a little bit left field as well. If we uh, look at his current ownership, he's in 1% of teams. So uh, if you are looking for someone unique, there are some options out there. Obviously, the big guns are are, a lot more owned. But um, I think the the point I'm trying to make here, Pistol, is there's a few kind of Tier 2 players that um, are outperforming some of the the normal guys. So everyone kind of looks down the list and sees Michael Hurley. He's a premium scorer. I'll just go and pick him. He's in uh, 16% of the odds or something like that. But I, I do believe that um, there are quite a few players that go under the radar that are going to outscore him towards the back end of the year. So uh, it's definitely something uh, worth touching on. And I do do like those options, mate, uh, for either Sicily or Webster, depending on how much money you've got. So uh, I think that pretty much uh, wraps that one up. you have any uh, last-minute uh, options, you think? I, I know everyone keeps tweeting me about how Shannon Hearn's been killing it this year, and I just hate the bloke because I keep predicting him to fall off, and he just doesn't. <laughs> no, Hearn was the person I was going to mention. He is still averaging 100. and
1: um, I can't really see him going less than 95 for the rest of the year as well. I, I just think he's going to go between 95 and 100. And when you've got an option like Crisp, who's averaging you know, well over 100 in the last 10 games, I think that he's an, a, a better option. And obviously, you just mentioned that Luke Ryan stat as well, which is outstanding. So he has to be considered. Um, so I don't think Hearn's a bad option. He's just in that ballpark range where you could select any one of them and hope for the
0: best okay sure we'll move on to the forwards then say you have Sicily in the forward line uh who are some of the big players that you would like to see come straight in and then maybe some left field options
1: I think if you don't have Hoff um now that Ryder's out Hoff's going to be spending a bit more time um in the Ruck and Heaney as well they're just the standout options this year I'm not sure you can really get Robbie Gray um when he's got a tiny bit of doubt that, that might be a bit difficult to you know wait the entire round and try and pull the trigger on the last round of the game um sorry game of the round um toby mclean as well has been really good but in his current form doesn't look phenomenal but he he's still up there um my left field picks would be, obviously, Gunston, who we spoke about earlier. I, I do believe that he has uh, potential to score really well. But I'm really liking uh, David Mundy, especially for similar reasons, as we keep pointing out. Um, at the new um, home ground, he has averaged 103 this year. And, again, he's pretty solid as well. He's He's got one game of 72 there, but his next loss is 90. So you're probably just going to get consistently solid scores from Monday. Obviously, Fife is out. We all know that. So um, there's that little bit of extra mid-time. And Walters last week played in the forward line. He didn't even get much midfield time at all. So... Um, I think Mundy as well is probably an under-the-radar, but very solid pick. He's he's probably right up there for me at the moment.
0: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I I think we forget exactly how good uh, Westhoff was at the start of the year when Ryder was missing with that. I think it was Achilles sauna. So a little bit uh, more mid-time, more ruck time for Hoff. Doesn't do anyone uh, any bad. Uh, Chad Wingard's been on a tear. I know you've touched on him. Uh, Devin Smith, for those that are really desperate for a little bit of cash. And uh, we did touch on Jack Gunston a little bit before four pistol. Uh, he's uh, in a, a few more teams uh, now that he was at the start of the week in 3% of teams. He's also slightly unique. To, uh, that's uh, not bad for his selection chances as well.
1: No, I, I think it's good. You did say we touched on Jack Wingard. We Sorry, Jack Wingard, Chad Wingard. <laughs> um, I don't think we did cheese, though, but he's a fantastic option with a five-round average of 105. Um, he's actually tunned up in five of his last six matches. Um, if Robbie Gray's in doubt, I mean, if Gray doesn't play, maybe Wingard spends a bit more time for but if Gray plays, they probably, Wingard probably gets a bit of extra midfield time this week. Um, so, look, with a low score of 89 since his move to the midfield, I think Chad is a really good option. Um, to have for the rest of the year, especially that four of the next six games are at um, Adelaide Oval as well. So, um, yeah, that... I think if you don't have Chad, you need to also strongly consider him, Um, as well as Gunston's teammate, Luke Bruce. I know he's really expensive, and it's hard to get these goal-scoring forwards, but honestly, his scores in the last month have been terrific, and yes, they've mostly been against bottom sides, but to be honest, they only play bottom sides for the rest of the year anyway. They've got Colton, Fremantle, Essendon, Geelong, and St. Kilda, and then Swan, so only really two hard matches for the rest of the year for the Hawks, and... He could go massive in all of them as well. So certainly another POD that has potential to score super well and has Carlton this week.
0: Yeah. No, I absolutely uh, agree with that one there, Pistol. So uh, I think that covers the forward and back line options for Sicily and or Webster. Um, we should just briefly touch on our final thoughts for a Ruckman, potentially for Nick Nat. Um, I've said it pretty much throughout the entirety of the year. If you don't have Gorn or Grundy, you're making a mistake. But there's also the argument that um, even a Goldstein or a Martin, um, if you don't have the cash, uh, are viable options also.
1: Well certainly if you don't have the cash Goldstein's 50k cheaper and he's got like a 10 round average of 120 so it's kind of in the same ballpark as Grundy as well so he's someone you should strongly consider along with Stefan if for some reason you're desperate for the money and you need someone cheaper um, I don't mind Tom Bellchamber's run home and he's been scoring a little bit Uh, Well, quite decently and we've also got Dawson Simpson he's only 398k with an average of 90 and um, he just puts up solid numbers every week because he's a very good uh, tap ruckman so um, that's pretty much uh, the summary of the ruck situations Chizo, did you want to uh, jump into maybe maybe tell me your top Give me top two VC options and top two captaincy options for this week.
0: All right. So, uh, a couple different options this week. Luckily, we have the opportunity to use uh, our Captain R band on a Lango this week. Pistol, which is good. Um, On the Saturday night game against the Cats, I like the look of Maxi Gorn. He's been fantastic form. It's hard to go past him at this stage of the year. And into a a, a Tom Mitchell against Carlton at Etihad Stadium on Sunday could be a good choice. Uh, He's going to get cop some attention from Carlton, but hopefully he's able to work through that like he has in the past and uh, be a reliable C option. What about you, Pistol?
1: I think there's a couple of left-field VCs. Obviously, going into Titch is probably the safest for this week, but again, Heaney, um, as well as Buddy, could actually really explode at the SCG against Gold Coast. Um, I don't mind a cheeky Buddy VC, as I've done in, well, too many times this season and um, not enough times last season. But as well as that, we've got Laird against Brisbane, I think could score uh, pretty well, and McRae. Everyone's just forgetting about Jack McRae. He's come back with a 130. Um, there's really no reason that you, you can't make the most of going a titch into McRae and just skipping Gorn given they're playing um, at Alphabet Stadium and um, it's a particularly tough match down in Geelong as well. So um, I think
0: if you do titch into McRae as well, that could be another really solid option. Yeah, like it. It's hard to argue with that, mate. Pistol, that pretty much covers uh, everything for this Thursday night podcast. There's not a whole lot to talk about when we get to the uh, the end of the season, but somehow we still do make it above the half-hour mark, just basically because I like hearing your voice, mate.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks for you. Sorry if I was a, a bit off for tonight. I've Obviously, you completely surprised me at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> it took me like 10 minutes to realise what was going on. I only just started understanding what you were saying now, so um, that was hilarious, and Good on you. you I, I'm sure you planned that for the week you <laughs> wrote it down. You would like i to a nail pistol on this podcast, and uh, you pulled it off. So, so well done to you, and uh,
0: thanks, community, for for listening. Now, I, I should say that uh, it was pre-planned; it wasn't on the spot. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite that good, Pistol. I was uh, running around the house, just giggling to myself, just knowing that I had this all planned, waiting for you to be uh, available. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'll see how that turns out. Pistol, fantastic hearing your voice. Good luck spending your last trade this week and guaranteeing <laughs> some money for the donate for donuts or donate for no trades. Uh, I guess no trades is a form of donut their pistol. So uh, Appreciate having you on. Uh, Thanks community for listening. Good luck in round 18 and uh, let's just hope the Supercoach gods stop injuring our players and we can have a little bit of luck. We'll talk to you Um, later.
1: I might actually have One trade left at the end of the round. Don't catch your chickens. (laughs) If you need to find us for any last minute advice, you can find myself at pistol underscore D-I-S-C. chizo with a Z uh, underscore S-C. And you've got uh, JB with uh, JB underscore D-I-S-C.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later, community.
1: Wow. I was so confused and I'm still confused. chizo. what is going on? (laughs)